0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to Get Your Goat. Josh, you in a lot to get into today. Ravens, Dolphins, Thursday night, tomorrow. Maybe that isn't a lot to get into, get into. But other than that, there is a lot. Week 10 matchups, key predictions. Also, my predictions for the rest of the season. Uh, records for teams. How do I think... That- The second half of the season will shake up. Then, last night, a few NBA and college games. I was right on both those. I'm also going to give you my top five teams in the NHL. And on top of that, react to the college football playoff rankings. What I think the committee got right. What I think they got wrong. And how it sets it all up for a wild finish the next three weeks. Of the college football season, but first let's start with the Ravens and the Dolphins. I'm surprised the Dolphins. I'm surprised the Ravens are only seven and a half point favorites. I think they should be uh, double that. I think they should be fifteen and a half point favorites. I give the B- Miami Dolphins no shot to win this game. I don't know if Tua is playing. It doesn't matter if Tua is playing or if Jacoby Brissett. Uh, the Dolphins just got a win over the Texans. They're sitting at two and seven, while Baltimore is six and two. They have an MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. Uh, Miami has been porous on defense all year long; haven't been able to stop anything. That's going to continue tomorrow. I think Lamar Jackson will shred the Miami Dolphin defense. Won't be close at all. He's going to have his way, and then the Baltimore defense who's just been average this year, their past defense is actually a little bit below average uh, to what it's been in recent years, I think they'll have a big game. I think they'll wipe the floor with the Miami Dolphins. My Miami Dolphins won't be able to hang long in this game. No Jacoby Brissett, or I don't think Jacoby Brissett, Miles Gaskin, any of them, will be able to save them from the inevitable that is going to happen tomorrow. I think John Harbaugh will have his troops in order. Lamar Jackson is going to go for over, I believe, 100 yards uh, rushing and 300 yards passing. I believe he's going to light him up. If you've got Lamar Jackson in your fantasy league, I'm telling you this right now. Have no hesitation starting him tomorrow. No hesitation. I don't care who your other quarterback is. uh, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. I think Lamar Jackson is a QB1 this week. That's how bad I think the Dolphins are. I really do. I give them no shot. Uh, after a good string of Thursday night football games. Last week we had the Colts Jets. Now we get this one in the uh, Ravens and Dolphins. And the Baltimore Ravens will win this game with ease. They could probably start their bench in the second half and still win this game. I'm going Ravens big, taking over the seven and a half points uh, for sure. Baltimore wins big tomorrow. No doubt about it in my mind. No competition here. Then looking ahead to other week 10 matchups. Atlanta and Dallas. Last week, Dak didn't look good. It looked like, you know, he had... About a couple of weeks off the bye, and then didn't look rested, on uh, or didn't look or he looked too rested when he played the Broncos. It looked like he wasn't in practice, uh, out of sync with this team. The running game it could not get going against the Broncos, uh, and it was sad because the Broncos had injuries. or just traded Von Miller. A uh, Pat Sertan goes down, and they just can't do anything. Of that game. But then you have Atlanta as well, who just rallied. They had the big lead against New Orleans, you know, coughed it up, but they somehow managed to win this game. This to me is a very pivotal game for both teams because you have Atlanta hanging on to that last wild card spot right there, and the road only gets tougher. From here on out the second half of the season this is a big game and same for Dallas this is a big one if they want to stay in number one seed contention this is a big one. I really think this team could uh, sway either way. Last week Dallas lost a game uh, which they inexplicably shouldn't have lost and I said they were going to have a two or three of those this season and That's one of them. They have two more. So this Falcons-Cowboys could be another one. However, I don't think that will happen. I am rolling with the Cowboys against the Falcons. To me, there are bigger stakes uh, for them, and they have loftier goals than the Falcons do. Tennessee and New Orleans. Another very similar style game. You have Tennessee, and everybody wrote Tennessee off. Every single person wrote Tennessee off because they did not have Derrick Henry and everybody's still writing them off even though they just beat the Los Angeles Rams and so far many people have Matthew Stafford as their MVP Rams is one of the best teams and Tennessee went into their house Rams house and whooped up on them without Derrick Henry their MVP candidate to me, that really changed the perspective of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, their defense rose to the occasion. And I think their offense will rise as well without Derrick Henry. I've got a lot of faith in the Titans. To me, this is a big game because they've already faced the hardest part of their schedule. And they went 7-2. and two. The schedule gets softer here. And it helps it, you know, or it doesn't help if they don't have Derrick Henry. But it makes it easier Uh to bear that loss with the easier schedule. I do think Tennessee will win this game. However, you have the Saints in a very similar situation to Atlanta. The Saints just lost a tough one to the Atlanta Falcons. They're right there in playoff contention sitting at 6. A loss would be huge because you have a lot of teams in their bracket there. The Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Vikings, all of them lurking. You don't want to give those teams hope, but with no Jameis Winston now, I actually think the loss of Jameis Winston is more big than the loss of Derrick Henry. Uh, And I'm just looking from the way these teams are constructed. Uh, When you lose Jameis Winston, who has been a decent quarterback in the NFL, throwing for, you know, 30 plus touchdowns, 5,000 yards, he's a competent quarterback. So when you lose your starting quarterback and you have a Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, and you don't have great weapons around you, I know you have Kamara, but you have no wide receiver one, Michael Thomas out for a year. You don't have any true wide receivers, no game changers, playmakers. That makes it very, very tough. Whereas with the Tennessee Titans, although you lost Derrick Henry, your MVP and best player, you still have playmakers. You still have, to me, an above average quarterback. In Ryan Tannehill, he's not great, but he's somewhere in that above-average echelon. And they got playmakers on the outside. They got A.J. Brown. They got Julio Jones. So that's why I still have more faith in them. Even though lost a Derrick Henry. I believe Tennessee gets a win this weekend. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. This one shouldn't be close. It just should have What I've seen from uh, Indianapolis lately, the Colts have been uh, stringing together great wins, winning by uh, decent margins, at least scoring 30-plus before uh, straight games. Carson Wentz also having a under-the-radar really good season. He's made some dumb decisions, and some of them have cost him the game. Uh, he threw two interceptions against the Titans in that one game. That's two out of his three interceptions. He's only thrown three interceptions to 17 touchdowns. That's the same rate as Aaron Rodgers. He's thrown for more yards than Aaron Rodgers at over 2,000. He's having a great season. Right now, they have the second-best running back, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's the workhorse back as well. Michael Pittman, tremendous wide receiver. So things are really clicking for the Colts. The keys to beat good teams. They're playing a bad team right now in Jacksonville. I think they can beat them. Again, to me, Jacksonville's giving me that New York Jets syndrome where you know the Jets beat the Bengals, but then of course they flamed out. And who did they play? The Colts. Jacksonville beat a good team in the Buffalo Bills, a division leader, held Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, the high flying offense to just six points. They didn't even get a touchdown, not one. However,. I don't think they do this to Indianapolis. Now, after their big win, they're facing Indianapolis. Like the Jets did after their big win against the Bengals. I believe Indianapolis is that momentum killer. Jonathan Taylor has a big game. Carson Wentz does. They beat Jacksonville uh, handily in this game. Now you've got a very intriguing game. To me, major playoff implications just due to the tiebreak alone. That is the Browns and the Patriots. You have the Patriots sitting right now at five and four. You have Cleveland at nine at five and four, and New England wins the tie break uh, due to the best win percentage in conference games. So if New England were to beat Cleveland, New England essentially has a two game lead on them. They're sitting at six and four, Cleveland sitting at five and five, but New England also, on top of that one-game lead, has the head-to-head tiebreak. So this is a huge, huge game. To me, Baker Baker in the Browns' offense is better without Odell. It just is. They are free uh, from Odell. I think that helps. But New England, their defense has been tremendous, as I thought they were. Uh, then their offense... Also looking good. Hanging with the Chargers. Just blew out the Jets and the Panthers. So this team, this offense, can score points. To me, this is a flip of a coin toss right now. I might lean more towards New England. New England's been more consistent of late. Mac Jones has been consistent. This defense has been consistent, whereas Cleveland has been erratic. They just score 41 points. Before that, they only score 10, before that 17, before that 14, before that 42, before that 14. So I just don't know what I'm getting from the Browns. I know what I'm getting from the Patriots every week. I know what I'm getting from a Bill Bill Belichick coach team every week. It's the same formula. Run game. Don't turn the football over. Play good defense. Win the special teams battle. Uh, the field position whereas with Cleveland there's an x-factor everywhere where is this going to work is this going to work and I just don't know how long they can live like that because last year it seemed like they had the formula ground and pound run at Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt open up a play action with Baker Mayfield Uh that was the formula for success This year, it's been different with their running backs out. This week, also another big loss. Nick Chubb, their main running back, is out due to COVID. I think that's another balancing factor you have to play out. If he's out in Kareem Hunt, this offense to me has really looked inept without those two guys. And to me, Baker can't carry the offense without one of their running backs. Might have to give a nod to New England there. Buffalo and the New York Jets. Buffalo just had its most abysmal, embarrassing performance of the season. That's how bad it was. It was terrible. It was, uh, flat out anything I've, unlike anything I've ever seen this Buffalo team do in the past two years. Six points to Jacksonville? Just six? That's an embarrassment. Josh Allen's got to step up. The run game has to do better. Josh Allen cannot be your leading rusher. Like I said with the New York Giants and Daniel Jones cannot be your leading rusher. Josh Allen, you cannot have a quarterback being your only rusher and expect to win big games. I'll give Lamar Jackson the edge there and what other teams can't do. But I also say Lamar Jackson won't win a Super Bowl with that formula and the Ravens formula. I also expect the Bills to bounce back this week. They have owned this rivalry against the Jets as of late. I believe that domination continues as of Sunday. Detroit-Pittsburgh. Detroit much need a bye week where it seems like they've exhausted a lot of efforts in winning games but also finding ways uh, to lose games. They play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And as I know, as I said on my last podcast yesterday, I've got no respect for Pittsburgh, uh, Mike Tomlin, and just the officiating. I want to pick Detroit to win this game bad. However, this game's in Pittsburgh. So from what I've seen from the officiating crews on Monday night and how they call games in Pittsburgh, I'll probably roll with Pittsburgh because the refs are going to give the Detroit Lions no fighting chance uh, to win this game. Even if there's questionable calls, they will all go against the Lions, all in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers win this game uh, right now, but after that, the schedule uh, gets tougher. So I hope they enjoy their last easy win of the season, uh, because from here on out, it gets a lot tougher for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa Bay and Washington. This is a rematch of last year's wild card game where Taylor Heineke went wild, looked like the ultimate dual threat quarterback, and the Buccaneer defense couldn't stop him. To me, that was their like the worst game of the season, especially of the playoffs. I mean, Taylor Heineke could not be stopped, but Tom Brady just had a better game. I believe this defense will be ready. For Taylor Heineke. Again, it's in Washington like the playoff match was last year. I think Tom Brady or Tampa Bay is too talented. Tom Brady is my MVP. He's playing too good. Uh, Chris Godwin is great. Mike Evans. uh, Who knows if they'll have Rob Gronkowski back or not? We'll see if he's healthy. Uh, If AD is back from his ankle, if all those guys are in, I think you can count Washington out. If not, it might give this offense, uh, you know, or the Washington defense a little bit of a break. But at the end of the day, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, are improving to seven and two. They are getting a huge win. I expect a huge game from Tom Brady in this game. Carolina and Arizona. Who knows who will be actually. We know who will be starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold, fractured uh, shoulder, so he'll be out a few weeks. P.J. Walker will be starting for the Panthers. Because of that, Arizona Cardinals automatically win this game. I've seen last week, they don't need Kyler Murray to play in a game and win. Or DeAndre Hopkins. And if Sam Darnold ain't playing, I know that the Cardinals... Will not lose this game. Panthers started off 3-0. They are now 4-5. and Big game for them because they are right there on the verge of the playoffs. Just sitting outside. No Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs. I never thought he was a great quarterback. But that's typical Sam Darnold. This is typical Carolina Panthers. I think Arizona wins this game handily. And let's say Kyler Murray's at 90%. Why risk starting him? You've proven that you can just win with Colt McCoy as your quarterback, and you just faced a tougher test against San Francisco than what I think the Carolina Panthers are. I'd say why risk it another week? And schedule gets a little tougher after this game. Why not just save him so that he's ready for the Seahawks and, you know, the rest of the tests that come the Cardinals' way? I really do not see Carolina losing, or Carolina winning this game. If they were to find a way to win this game, to me, that would be the upset of the week. That would be the real shocker, if Arizona doesn't win this game right here. Vikings, Chargers. Who do I think wins that one? I really do think this will be a very close game. However, I think the Los Angeles Chargers can pull this one out. You know, this year it's been a coin toss on losing uh, close games and winning close games. You know, they've won the close game last week against the Eagles, uh, the football team, the Chiefs. However, they have lost close games as well uh, to the Cowboys, uh, to the Patriots. So, to me... They're kind of faring better at 5-3, whereas the Vikings have lost more close games than not. They've gone into overtime three times. They have lost two of those games. Uh, it seems to me every game they play is decided you know, by one possession or less. Uh, they've had some unfortunate luck, but when they need a big drive by Kirk Cousins, he turns into what I've been calling him... Con Artis Kirk, uh, I mean, that is exactly what I think, you know, he is. I don't think he is the real deal, and I have a lot more faith in Justin Herbert. Uh, I really do, because of that, because of Austin Eckler, his offense. I believe Minnesota can hang. But if they need a big drive from Kirk Cousins, he has proven far more often than not that he is con artist Kirk and he will choke when they need him not to. I think LA wins a very, very, very close game. Philadelphia and Denver. Denver, to me, pulled off a huge unexpected win against the Cowboys where they were up thirty to 0 30 to 0. They won 30 to 16. That was huge. They kept playoff hopes alive right there. Very, very slim that they get in because the tail end of this AFC is loaded uh, with teams that are sitting at the 5 and 4 mark. That was a big win for them. Philadelphia was also trying to stay alive. But they lost a crucial one to the Los Angeles Chargers. This is another coin toss game. What quarterback will play better? Jalen Hurts, Teddy Bridgewater. What defense will show up? What Eagles, Broncos teams will show up? I mean, very, very close, I believe, right there. Seattle in Green Bay. What a matchup this should be. Russell Wilson, cleared to return, returning. Aaron Rodgers can be cleared Saturday. I expect him to play. It doesn't look like Odell Beckham will be signing with the Seahawks. On the flip side, he could be signing with the Packers. But with Odell, not even in this game, not even factoring him. I think Green Bay wins this game if Aaron Rodgers is back. Russell Wilson has had a tough time with the Seahawks traveling to Lambeau. It has been very tough for Seattle to win there. Then again, it's tough for any team to win there, especially as it gets colder and Lambeau turns into more of a tough place to play. I want to see Russell Wilson come out and do good. However, offensively, this is a bottom 10 unit this year. Defensively, This is like a bottom five unit. They are not efficient offensively or defensively. And I know you have to take in that Geno Smith has started the past three games. So their offense has really taken a hit. I believe this offense can bounce back. You know, Russell Wilson, pre-injury, has thrown 10 touchdowns, 1 interception in 1,200 yards. He's a great quarterback. He's also a great equalizer. However, going to Lambeau is tough. And I've seen in recent matchups with Green Bay that Seattle just can't hang. I feel like Aaron Rodgers relishes these types of matchups against quarterbacks that are younger than him. Most quarterbacks are younger than him. But he just seems to play with an extra edge. And I believe that he will get it done this weekend. I believe it was dumb on Seattle to pass on OBJ. Uh, considering that they don't have a first-round draft pick this year. So to me, I want to try to maximize and make another push for the playoffs for signing him, even if it's a losing effort, because I'm not getting that draft pick this year. I lose out. I won't be in the top five. That pick's going to the Jets. So I want to play my heart out. I want Russell, uh, Jamal, DK. I want them all uh, to lay it out there on the field. I believe they will. I believe Seattle finishes uh, decent this season. However, they do not get back on track against the Green Bay Packers. They suffered yet another setback. Then Sunday night, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man, Las Vegas Raiders seem to always be in the news now. John Gruden Henry Ruggs, now they waive their cornerback first-round pick, Arnett. I mean, they just seem to make headline week after week. And then I believe this will be a close game. Las Vegas has been playing. Andy Reid coached Patrick Mahomes-led team. Very tough in recent years, usually uh, splitting you know the victories. I believe that will be the same this year. This game is a Sunday night game in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Las Vegas coming off a disgusting loss uh, to the New York Giants in which Derek Carr played his worst game of the season. Kansas City Chiefs offensively have not been there the past three weeks, or if you want to say the past four out of five weeks, uh, or most of the season, they have not been there. Patrick Mahomes... Has not been there. That's just the sad, uh, cold-hearted truth that the Kansas City Chiefs are not where I want them or expected them uh, to be. Travis Kelsey isn't, Tyree Kill isn't, uh, whereas Derek Carr and them are playing a little above expectations. This is a big game. It isn't for first place or anything like that, but this will have key implications because the AFC West is so tight. Every single team in that division has five wins. Chargers and Raiders already had their bye week. This is a huge game for the Kansas City Chiefs. I haven't picked against Patrick Mahomes in years. In years, I, I've picked him to win every single game. That's how much faith I have had in him and this offense. However, I have wavered this season and for good reason because their offense has taken a hit this team this defense is just atrocious it is uh there's a lot wrong with this offensive line as well uh so to me i really do think that the raiders pull off the upset here to me they have played a more complete season so far than the chiefs of course i'm rooting for the chiefs but this might be the one game i pick uh the Las Vegas Raiders to win this game. Uh, the Chiefs' schedule does not get easy with the way they've looked, 5-4. and four. They've looked like a 500 team around that mark. I believe that's what they'll finish around at, but I believe they'll get back to 500 this week after having their first winning streak of the season at two games. I believe it comes to the halt. I also believe, though... That Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs can turn it around, I do. I really do think that it's just a spark, a communication plays, a couple throws away, uh, a couple throws uh, that can turn this season around. I do, I do, I do, I do. Uh, I don't think it starts this week. I think a loss this week is when you really start doing uh, some soul searching to a rival. Um, but they will turn around before the season is over and they'll at least have some semblance of an old Chiefs team. Maybe not a huge semblance, but some version of them. So a lot of great Week 10 matchups. Now I'm going to make some predictions for the rest of the season. Teams I did not expect to be in the playoffs, but are in the playoffs right now. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Patriots, Uh, one team that I picked to make the playoffs and I'm so sorely mistaken on uh, makes me feel like such an idiot. That's the Miami Dolphins. I wrote them off. They are written off teams that I expect to make the playoffs that uh, I predicted early on that I think will. The Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans... Of The Baltimore Ravens, I said the Dolphins would make it to the playoffs. I don't believe they will. The Colts, I, I predicted to miss out. I believe they can make it to the playoffs. I said uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh would make it to the playoffs. I believe one of those teams are. So now, looking at it, these are my new seven teams to make the playoffs. Tennessee, Baltimore, the Chargers, the Bills, the Raiders, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. I believe Cleveland misses out on the playoffs. Pittsburgh misses out on the playoffs. uh, Cincinnati, I do. I think it'll be very tight. I think Tennessee winds up with the number one seed. They're at seven and two and have the inside track. They have a very favorable matchup. They play two games against the Texans. They have a game against the Jags and the Dolphins. Uh, the Saints coming up this week with no Jameis Winston. They have a very favorable schedule down the stretch. You know, you have Baltimore's division a very tight AFC North. You know where they play the Steelers two more times. They also play the Browns. Two more times, the Bengals another time, the Ravens. That is a very, very tough final stretch after this Thursday night game. I believe they lose quite a few. I believe Tennessee is sitting there uh, at 13 and, or my bad, at 14 and 3. I believe they only lose one more game of the rest of the season. Uh, And that is, you know, how they are the number one seed. Baltimore, I'm going to say is 13 and four. I believe they just lose two more games. I believe they lose one divisional game and will one to the Packers. Uh, but I do think that Lamar Jackson does still give teams a tough route. I believe the Chargers win the division. I do. I believe they beat the Chiefs twice this year. They also will be The Bengals and other teams on their schedule, Steelers, I believe so. Steelers, of course, I'm not picking them to make the playoffs after what I saw Monday night and what I've seen from Ben Roethlisberger most of the year. Buffalo. I actually don't know if Buffalo will win the division now. They still play the Patriots twice, who are right on their heels. They play the Colts, the Bucks. I'm going to go out saying that the Patriots win The division, a much more uh, easier schedule down the stretch. I believe the Patriots just pull it off, but the Bills also make it. The Chiefs, I believe the Chiefs will finish as the 7th and last seed in the playoffs. I believe they win one, lose one down the stretch. I believe they could win the rest of the games, talent-wise. However, I've seen that just by the way they are playing, their defense is playing. That is not possible. I believe they could lose to the Raiders handily, but somehow beat the Cowboys and then lose you know, to the Chargers or Bengals again, but then beat the Steelers. So I believe you're going to have a crazy finish to the season. A lot of good teams out there. But some of these teams are going to miss the playoffs. The Browns are a team I highly touted. I really do not think they will make the playoffs this year. Cincinnati, two weeks ago, sitting at number one in the AFC. I believe they missed the playoffs now. The error for margin is so small. It's so tight. It's slimming down right now that you need to start winning your games, especially against the better teams. And I have not seen that. So the teams, I think, again, will make the playoffs. Tennessee, Baltimore, Chargers, Bills, Raiders, Patriots, and Chiefs. That's who I think will make the playoffs in the AFC. I believe Tennessee and Baltimore are the two favorites in that conference matchup. I believe... They meet up at the end with this AFC not looking strong. I believe uh, Tennessee will get Derrick Henry back. They have home field advantage. Derrick Henry has some semblance. Tennessee gets revenge on last year's playoff game. They make it to the Super Bowl. Now for the NFC side. To me... You have five teams that are locked in the NFC. I have the Arizona Cardinals, the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Los Angeles Rams. Then you kind of have two playoff spots. And to me, a lot of these teams are on the downward trend. New Orleans, no Jameis Winston. Atlanta, erratic Carolina. Who knows? Minnesota, Seattle, San Francisco. I'm eliminating San Francisco because they just lost to the Cardinals uh, with no Kyler Murray and uh DeAndre Hopkins. I believe the Seahawks get a spot. Yes, I said I think they'll lose. But after that, I think they'll win six of their final seven games, if not all seven. I believe they at least beat the Cardinals once. The second one might be tough. Other than that, very favorable. Lions, Bears, Texans, 49ers, football teams. They have a Rams game in there, which could be tough. But the Seahawks Play the NFC West Tough. I believe they sneak in. The other team I believe uh, sneaks in is the Minnesota Vikings. Again, another easy schedule. I believe Atlanta falls apart. The Saints fall apart. Uh, They have a difficult schedule as well. I believe the Vikings can get the nod in this playoffs, Uh, again, it'll be very, very tight. You know, there's little to no room of margin for these teams, but that's how I believe it shakes out. And because of that, I've got Tampa Bay winning the NFC. I believe they go 15-2. and They don't lose another game. Very favorable schedule. Their toughest opponents are the Bills, Saints. They get both those at home. They also play the Colts. That one could be more tough than expected, but I believe they win that as well. I believe this bye week is huge for them. I believe Green Bay gets the second seed. They own this uh, tie break over the uh, Cardinals. I believe the Packers lose two more games the rest of the way. They go 13 and. Four. They also have a tough schedule uh, to finish out at, but with Aaron Rodgers, he is a great quarterback. He will have them in contention. The Cardinals, I get the three seed. They also finish with four losses. They lose three more of their final games. They play the Seahawks twice, Cowboys once, Rams, uh, Colts. It gets more difficult after this Panthers week. They'll need a fully healthy arsenal of Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins at their disposal. Can't have him injured. Dallas winds up getting the fourth seed. Again, I think they'll be 13-4 uh, and four or just 12-5. and five. Uh, They still need to lose two more games that I'm not expecting them to lose, and I think they'll just flat out win one, lose one as an underdog. That means the Rams get the fifth seed. Uh... And again, this is another team I think will go 13 or 4, 12 and 5. But the Cardinals will have the tie break. The Vikings, I think, will get the 6. The Seahawks at 7, which sets up some great matchups. Green Bay, Seattle, uh, Minnesota, and then Dallas Rams. So NFC, to me, is going to be much more fun to watch, much more loaded. That's going to be enjoyable. Those are my teams. I'll have Tampa Bay and Green Bay In a rematch of the NFC Championship game, this time it's in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay still gets a win. They play Tennessee, but Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl. My preseason pick was Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. I believe they will still repeat as champions. Tom Brady gets number eight this year. Now moving on to the NBA. Last night, I picked two games. I was right on both of them. I picked the Bucks to beat the 76ers, and that came into fruition. However, I have to give the Philadelphia 76ers a ton of credit. They fought hard in there without, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. They played a great game. Tyrese Maxey stepped up 31 points. Andre Drummond, 20 rebounds. However, that was too much. For Giannis's 31 points and his double-double, uh, 31 and 16 rebounds. At the end, they pulled away. It was close. Uh, 76ers were leading going into the fourth quarter, uh, even though it was a small lead. But the Bucks won this game. They came back. That was a big road win uh, for them. And I picked the Clippers over the Trailblazers. Uh, Clippers won 117-109. To me, Clippers just always felt like they had uh, or were in control of this game. Paul George with the late dagger as well. He was efficient. He looked good. Uh, to me, this was Damian Lillard's uh, best game he's played all season. But still, it was a losing effort. They're 5-6. I believe that's a Portland uh, Trailblazers record. is around the 500, sub-500 500 record. They just don't have the talent to accompany Damian Lillard. Uh, Whereas, as we saw in the playoffs with the Clippers, at least uh, Paul George has the talent around him, which he feels comfortable with. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum, Terrence Mann, uh, Ibaka. So this team is much more suited around Paul George right now than the Trailblazers and Damian Lillard, which is sad because Damian Lillard is such a star for the league. Then tonight, I will make two picks. One, the Rockets and Pistons. Both teams stink. Pistons are 1-8. Houston is 1-9. However, we are expecting uh, a rookie of the year uh, candidate matchup between Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green. I believe Jalen Green gets the edge over Kay Cunningham. I thought he was the best player coming out in the draft, even though he wasn't the number one pick I believe he gets a win, has the bragging rights over Cave in round one. Then you have the Heat and the Lakers. To me, this isn't even fair. Uh, Lakers, no LeBron. Because of that, I don't care if it's just Anthony and Russell Westbrook. I expect the Heat to win this game big and run the Lakers out of Staples Center. Uh, to me, the Heat will relish this matchup. Uh, of course, you know, it's always going to be advertised. Uh As of this year, maybe next year still as well, the bubble finals matchup uh, in which Jimmy Bullard played so well and right now playing like an MVP, Duncan Robinson playing uh, all right, Tyler Hero having a fantastic start to the year, Uh, Heat really clicking. I think they really do beat uh, the Lakers handily uh, tonight. But yesterday or Monday, I said Jokic should get a one game suspension. Or I think I said he should be suspended and he did. However, it was one game. I don't like a one game suspension because really what is one game? One out of 82. That's really nothing. That's like a rest day or a load management. I think it should have been uh, three or four for that. Something more lengthy. I believe the NBA got the suspension wrong. He should have been suspended uh, more for his actions. Uh, however, it didn't. I thought the NBA was just a little too soft. On him. Now, moving to the NHL, I'm going to give you my top five teams in the NHL right now. Number five, the Calgary Flames. Why? Pacific is looking at least a little more tough than I thought this year. Calgary is right there at number two in the division uh, with 17 points. They've been fantastic. Elias uh, Lindholm uh, has been their star uh, so far. And as I said, the Pacific much tougher. I thought Seattle would be, you know, fringe because of their lineup, but they're bad. I thought Pacific would be bad. However, you've got Edmonton good. Calgary rebounding from a very poor year last year. Same with Anaheim, San Jose, LA. So you really do have a tough start to the Pacific, but Calgary... Finding its way and has beat a lot of those teams. I like Calgary there at five. Four, St. Louis Blues. St. Louis is sitting number one atop the Central Division, in which I never thought they'd be sitting atop at number one in it. I thought Minnesota would be ahead of them, Colorado, and honestly, Chicago as well. St. Louis has surprised me. This team has surprised me. They have a ton of chemistry. Um, They're scoring a lot of goals as well this year. A great goal differential. Uh, I think St. Louis is a really, really good team. Uh, They are factors now in there because of their scoring potential. Also Jordan Bennington in net. Number three, Edmonton Oilers. The number one team in the Pacific Division. Uh, The team that has scored the second most goals of this year and also has a very high uh goal differential at plus 15. The goalie tandem is working so far between Mike Smith and Koskinen and then again the MVP pick will probably be favored to an MVP every year. Connor McDavid is having another great regular season campaign, so is Leon Draisaitl, Nugent Hopkins. This team is built for the regular season. And it's still showing early in the year. Number two. Carolina Hurricanes. Why? They only have one loss this year. They're 10-1. Sitting at 20 points. Uh, they were actually 9-0. Uh, and 0, But they just lost one. And then rebounded. Against the Lightning. Carolina playing great. Smeshnikov. Aho. Taravainen. All really, really good. A very high goal differential at plus twenty. The defense, to me, is also playing great for Carolina. But number one is still the Florida Panthers. They're still the best team, sitting at twenty-one points. They've scored the most goals uh, so far this year. Another high goal differential. It uh, plus seventeen. You know they've lost two in a row, but still. They are the favorites right now in the Atlantic division, sitting atop them. And if they can still create some type of separation between the twos and the threes, because I really don't think they want to play Tampa Bay in the first round of the playoffs. I really do think they want to key in on getting the number one seed. So those are my top five teams. The Calgary Flames, the St. Louis Blues, the Edmonton Oilers, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Florida Panthers. Time to make a game pick for tonight as well for the NHL. On TNT tonight, they are showing the Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. Wow, really? The Arizona Coyotes, that's how low uh, you are going. Yes, the Coyotes just coming off their first win of the season, a 5 to 4 victory. This one is in the desert here in Glendale. However, Minnesota. Easily hands Arizona. It's 11th loss of a season. League leading 11th loss. Uh, Vegmelka, who's had the most starts this year, also has the most loss. Not even one win. 0-7-1. None of their goalies have been playing good that they've got rid of. This team can't score, can't defend. It is terrible hockey uh, to watch. Wild will win this game. I don't know why this is a primetime TNT game. Out here on the Pacific time. Now. I'm going to react. To last night's college football playoff rankings. I gave you my top six on Monday. I gave you. Georgia. Alabama. Oregon. Ohio State. Cincinnati. Michigan State. Those first five. I was right on. Georgia. Was number one. Clear-cut favorite there, uh, offensively, defensively. To me, there's a lot of separation right now, at least, between them and the rest of the pack. Then you had the rest of the teams not play so well. Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Oregon. So you just keep every team, slide them up behind Alabama. Sure, that's what you do. You move Oregon to three, Ohio State to four. Five, Cincinnati, I was fine with that because you had the Michigan State loss, and they also haven't looked great a lot this season, just like Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's undefeated. Here's the kicker. Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan and Michigan State both 8-1. and one. Michigan State just lost. However, they own the head-to-head over Michigan, but Michigan is slotted ahead of them at six. To me, that is the biggest inconsistency. I love Michigan. I'm not going to complain about this. I'm not. I revel in this that Michigan State beat me. But I'm number six. I will toot my own horn all day long. However, I do see it as an inconsistency. uh, Because the other head-to-heads have mattered. For example, Oregon beat Ohio State. They are favored above them. Wisconsin beat Purdue. Iowa, they are ahead of them. Purdue... Beat Iowa very ahead of them. i Wisconsin and Purdue having one more loss than Iowa. Those head-to-heads count. I would be fine with it. You know, even because Wisconsin's looked like the better team than Purdue and Iowa. As of late, they've been dominant on both offense and defense. They found their running game to me. They're a great 6-3 and three team. However, to me, Ohio State's looked a little bit more dominant than Oregon as of late. Even though they don't have the signature win. I'd be fine just... On the metrics as well, offensive efficiency, then strength of schedule, strength of record, putting Ohio State above Oregon, that would mean at least there's a little consistency there with the head to head. You know, I would put Ohio State above Oregon for that metric. But again, if you just want to ignore the head to head and you want to take in the full body of work, the full body of work that Michigan uh, is. You know, seven and two or six and two against the spread. Oh, whereas Michigan State is six two and one. A lot of their games have been closer. You look at offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. Uh, Michigan State ain't, ain't even in a ballpark, whereas Michigan is. Uh, to me, they have a more complete team. They've blown every team out that they've played, uh, except for Michigan State, where they were up. Majority of the game, they just had the bad calls of the Big Ten reviewed. Uh, Kenneth Walker, you know, decided to have a monster second half, even though he was bottled up in the first half. So that's the only discrepancy there. But again, if you're not a fan of Michigan State being ahead of Michigan, you can take solace in this. The next three weeks are going to be crazy. Michigan finishes out against Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. Michigan State finishes out against maryland michigan ohio state and penn state ohio state plays purdue michigan state and michigan so that's all going to sort itself out you can i mean we won't even be talking about this in two weeks you know going into the last week we're going into week 11 now i think after this week and week 12 again we won't be talking about this week's ranking at least right now we won't we won't uh However, there's a lot of big games. Michigan has to prove it is number six. They have to beat Penn State. Penn State's a tough place to play. It is. Jim Harbaugh's has acknowledged that. But I think Michigan's going to have to prove up, show up. Another big one, Cincinnati playing a Friday night. They're on upset alert. South Florida's not a good team. But Cincinnati has to win big for once. Oklahoma-Baylor. Oklahoma's just been lurking there at eight. This is their chance to get their first big win and on the road. Can they do it? We'll see. Their next three games are tough. This is a big one in the test. Uh, I think they'll move up if they win that game. That's another big one to uh, watch out for. Purdue, Ohio State. Purdue coming in from unranked now to rank after beating teams like Iowa, Michigan State. Can they play spoiler again against Ohio State? Can Ohio State beat down on Purdue because of the last two weeks they've been struggling? Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Can Texas A&M stay within fighting range of Alabama to play Georgia in the SEC championship game? North Carolina State, Wake Forest. Wake Forest just suffering their first loss. This is for first place in the ACC. Big game there. So again, a lot of big matchups. Lot of games to be played. I am fine with the college football playoff rankings so far, and of course, I'm fine with it. Michigan's at six ahead of Michigan State. That's something I'll wear and say proudly all day long. But Michigan's going to have to live up to that ranking, and it's all going to be played out on the football field. Everything will be resolved. And then one more thing, just to toot my own home once again, I was right on my first college basketball picks of the season. Kansas beat Michigan State last night, was in control most of that game. Duke got the win for Coach K over Kentucky. A great performance by them. It's going to be a fun and exciting college basketball season. A lot of big Week 10 games NFL, college football as well. Won't talk to you till next week. Bye, everybody.